Merry Christmas, Brandon and Jimmy. And congratulations on the one-year anniversary of your podcast, Almost Got Him. This is Batman, calling from the library of Wayne Manor. Oliver, Jossie, and Alice wanted me to send you this message. So this is for you. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. You are listening to Almost Got Him. A Batman the Animated Series podcast. And now, your hosts, Brandon and Jimmy. Yes, Virginia, there is a cameo. Brandon, how did that happen? How how was this happening? Were you at it again? I was at it again. I thought it would be cool for Kevin Conroy to wish all of our uh, readers a happy holiday, a Merry Christmas. Joyous Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you subscribe to. We're hoping you're having a good time right now during the holiday season. We're about to get in the holiday spirit today with our latest episode of Almost Got Em, a podcast about Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, I can't think of a better way to start than uh, with that wonderful little greeting um, from Kevin. That was uh, that was pretty wonderful. And we're here with uh, not just any normal episode, but it is a... A Christmas themed episode. I guess the Christmas. Well, there are there is a later. There's a Christmas there's themed one, episode later. There's one with in uh, various stories. New Batman Adventures. Yes, I know. Yes, uh, but this is the one people always go back to, go yeah. back to, and talk about, and it's uh, played quite often. So, and of course, we are referring to Christmas with the Joker. It's episode thirty-eight on HBO Max. Do you know what number it is on the uh, DVDs? So I'm on guessing the, you watch the DVDs. On the DVD, it is episode two. Oh, yeah. It, which the, it was the second episode that was produced, actually. Yes, yes. But they uh, they saved it, uh, I think, for... Well, I think it came out in... Yeah, it came out in November. But, yeah, they were saving it for a later time because of that. Uh, this episode was so early on that you notice Alfred's voice is the yeah, other guys. It's very jarring, actually. Yeah. He's not in it too much. Uh, There's also another one of those episodes that Tim Curry was originally supposed to do the voice of Joker. This uh, completes the uh, triad of episodes that he uh, had under his belt before he uh, decided to either quit or get fired from the show, as we've talked about in plenty of past podcasts. Uh, It's been kind of disputed either way. Uh, He says that he had a... uh, kind of a voice throat slash uh, throat condition after doing all those uh, Joker laughs. And the studio says, we just didn't really care for Tim Curry's uh, uh, Joker. So there, we, there was that one episode that had the laugh still in there somewhere. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, the the carnival episode of yes. Be a Clown, yeah, I be believe. A clown. Yeah, Be a Clown, you hear Tim Curry's laugh uh, during, I think it was one of Joker's like, Battle androids or something starts laughing. That's his laugh. It's very, very different than what we're used to with uh, Mark Hamill's trademark cackle. And we're jumping out of order. With this oh, episode. we are jumping out of order. We wanted to get in the Christmas spirit. This will be our last uh, podcast of 2021. So why not uh, celebrate the season with uh, Batman and Joker and even Robin, who is in in this episode this is our first time with a robin episode yeah yeah because uh, we're jumping we're, we're jumping, we're jumping ahead so we can have although, a Christmas episode. although this was the first episode that they produced with robin in it uh because it was the second episode they produced ever oh but, that is true that is um true. we're not going to go into our deep dive with robin we have a special episode next time 
that we're going to focus heavily on him because the next episode, which is, I believe, episode 19, uh, that is his actual debut uh, on uh, Batman the Animated Series. They kind of just act like he's just there. There's no explanation about yeah. who he is or how he got there. They uh, they do a two-part episode, I think, around like episode 50 or something called uh, Robin's Reckoning. And that kind of goes into his whole origin story, but they don't jump into that for a while. Interesting. That's interesting how they that they did it that way. Yeah, I I guess they just assumed everybody know who Robin was. It's you know yeah. it's Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. People kind of always associate that. I think because of the uh, the nineteen sixty six show was mm-hmm. you know Batman and Robin, and of course you had oh you didn't have the Batman and Robin movies out yet just yet. So yeah, that is a little jarring. Um, it's like we, we led up to Harvey Dent becoming Two Face. Yeah, just sort of oh, Robin. He has here. a ward all of a sudden, which yeah, and then later we'll, where we'll fill in. Where's he been in the past eighteen episodes? Yeah, it does. It does kind of make you think. Like, I guess Robin was there the whole time. Yeah, um, I guess. And it's, I don't know. It's just a weird way of doing it, but uh, you know, we'll talk about this episode specifically. So yeah, yeah, but yeah, this is this is uh, the first one produced with him. It's also the first episode produced with the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, so we. Are going to jump into the episode uh, to the episode entitled Christmas with the Joker soon, but first we have some headlines straight from the desk of one Summer Gleason. Oh, here we go again. So there's a question that you're wanting to ask me uh, on our show today. Uh, the most recent issue of Batman '89 came out this week, and it features a a look at what uh, the Robin's costume is in mm-hmm. Batman 89. On the cover, right? Yes, yes. He actually, he wears it a little bit inside mm-hmm. the issue as well. Of course, the, uh, who did they cast in the, in there as I mean, it's one of the Wayans brothers. Yeah, I thought I think it, was it was Marlon Wayans. Was it Mar- was I think it's Marlon. Going to, was going to be Robin at, at one time. That yeah. was the casting rumor. And you can definitely tell in the comic that he's definitely modeled after Marlon Wayans. Yeah. Um, what do you think of this uh, new outfit and can you explain it to our uh listeners you well, might not know well i haven't uh, read that comic book yet that specific one did you just gave. yeah yeah so i feel like i i'm kind of flying but i'm just looking they, they don't explain the costume at okay, all if that's I'm what you're wondering the image i just brought it to him today um which i don't know seems doesn't i don't know something about it doesn't quite feel batman 89 it looks a little ninja ish yeah i guess you could say it's got a where do you have the, the cover around here uh where uh, let me go get it but so, well, it's in the other room. Let me go grab it. Here we go. I got it. So explain uh, this outfit. Um. Well, uh, Robin has a hood. Um. He has. There's not a. That doesn't look like a cape. It looks like it. It notches around his his neck. Uh. And there's like feathery parts to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It looks more like a. What what's what are the what's the channel that shows the the DC characters? It's, oh, the CW. It looks like it's kind of a CW thing. Okay, yeah, I, can, um, I didn't even think of that. That can I, that checks out for me. Um, and doesn't and I know I see eighty nine Batman Keaton up there, which doesn't quite gel for me. Like the look of it doesn't quite uh, gel. But maybe this is based on earlier art. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah, it's uh like his uh his cape is black, the hood's black, the insides are yellow. I think that's the you're you that's the you don't get a lot of color out of mm-hmm. it like 
traditional robins usually like sure. lots of greens yellows reds this is more kind of muted but then again you got to remember it's supposed to be for the big screen so right. some colors just don't look good on the big screen that's why in the x-men movies you never saw wolverine in a big yeah. yellow suit because that would look yeah. really really weird but uh yeah, yeah i mean it's fine i, I don't I don't love it. If for comic book fans out there, it looks kind of like a male take on the spoiler, mm-hmm. uh, who is part of the Bat family. Uh, Cassandra Brown is her uh, secret identity. Uh, it it kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Um, like he he has a mask on, so you only see his eyes really. It's which, just it's just the opposite of what yeah. Robin we normally think of Robin. He doesn't have the little it, little uh, mask. But, he has but, like a over his actual face, like his yeah, nose it, and his mouth. This feels like something that I, that I could see on on a big screen, though. It looks kind of easy to make this, as well. This is true. This is true. And this could just be his like his first year costume. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It could. It could do something else at some point. If they do a sequel to this, yeah. it's a uh, six issue run. Uh, mm-hmm. if they do a sequel to it. I imagine they probably would update its look mm-hmm. a little bit more. But yeah, I kind of wonder if that is the original kind of outline of what they wanted him to look like or not. It could be. Yeah, you never know. Cause I know the uh, writer uh, it was from the original original writing team. Was that so. Sam Ham. Sam Ham. Yeah. Two M's. Yes, two hams on the ham. So yes, uh, and I do re- remember that there was art that I've seen um, from '89 of, of what Robin may have looked like. So maybe it, it could be based mm-hmm. on that. Now speaking of Robin, Robin became the uh, Dick Grayson himself became really popular in the '80s during his uh, run and the New Teen Titans. Uh, for those who don't know, New Teen Titans was a book that was as popular as the X Men. It was kind of um, in the 80s, when the X-Men took over the comic book market over there in Marvel, uh, DC was, all their stuff was getting crushed, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one book that could kind of keep up with it was New Teen Titans, which was uh, led by uh, Dick Grayson. Uh, but New Teen Titans uh, was very well known for their creative team. Uh, Marv Wolfman was the regular writer for the series. And he wrote the series for like a long time, but the artist that put the series on the map was none other than George Perez, which is somebody that I need to go ahead and mention today. Uh, this past week, we found out that he is entering the final stages of uh, his uh, pancreatic ca- cancer battle, oh, no. which is very unfortunate. Um, Jimmy, are you aware of George Perez? I certainly know the name. So. That's what what I thought you might say. Mm. You've actually been around him before. Back in uh, 2009, I went to my first comic book convention called WizardCon mm. in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, and I went with uh, Jimmy here. Uh-huh. And basically the convention had... They were open to the public Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But if you had, if I remember correctly, if you had a weekend pass, you got to go in on preview day yes, on Thursday. That's, that's how so it was, yeah. we got there on Thursday, and I think we showed up like way too early, mm-hmm. and we ended up in some kind of cafeteria. Like yeah, I remember place. that. Remember that we were like in a snaky, like yeah. a line that snaked for a long time. Yeah, and eventually we were, it went through the cafeteria. Yeah, but we were in the cafeteria. And there is this guy in a Hawaiian shirt, which mm. the Hawaiian shirts are George Perez's like kind of trademark oh, look. I see. I see. And I looked at you and like said, I didn't, I figured 
that everybody we were there had no idea who he was, but I said, that's freaking George Perez. That's one of my favorite artists of all time. So we've actually shared a room with him once. Um, I've, 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 we didn't have like conversations or anything, but over the years at WizardCon, I have to like say a couple words to him here and there. Um, he was at C2E2 back in 2019, and I was actually going to finally get his autograph, and he wasn't at his table the day that I went to look for his autograph. Mm-hmm. So now I kind of regret not going back yeah, to that. Um, that happens. But yeah, George Perez, uh, known for so many big works in DC. He did uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, which was exceptionally huge in the 80s he did the uh justice league of america uh the jla avengers uh crossover in like 2004 sometime around there which was just absolutely amazing um he's he did a bunch of for batman he did uh iconic covers for the story called a lonely place for dying which is the story that introduces uh tim drake essentially Mm -hmm. Uh, who is the third Robin? For those who don't know that yet, we're we're gonna like I said we're gonna take a deep dive on Robin next time. But yeah, George Perez's work is uh some of the best. He's been in the business since the seventies, and his stuff has looked great ever uh, like ever since then. Uh, known for a lot of a lot of great work, and it's unfortunate that he has to go through this. But he has said that his remaining months, he's actually kind of still. I don't know if he's doing conventions or something, but he says he wants to be around the fans and that's basically amazing. say goodbye to people. And I just think that's really brave. So, yeah, I wanted to bring up George Perez for a few on the podcast today. Um, transitioning to a little bit more, more of a happier note, uh, it was also announced uh, this past week that Kevin Conroy and John Glover will be doing an audio sequel to Batman the Animated Series here soon. Um, I'm not sure if it's a miniseries or if it's going to be an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like it's going to be, I don't, like a podcast type deal where they have their own scripts and kind of perform like, you know, radio back in the day. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, But yeah, John Glover will be playing the Riddler who we need to cover a Riddler episode sometime, I think. Uh, If they don't introduce him. It takes a long time. It takes a long time to introduce him. So I think in 2022, we might jump around a little here and there. Uh, So I I would love to talk some Riddler. Maybe around the time uh, the Batman movie comes to the theaters, that we'll do a Riddler. A good, That's a good that time to do it. Good, time for good, that. good idea. Touch on some Riddler. Um, Danny Elfman, by the way, is going to compose some new uh, music for this uh, this audio sequel of sorts. Oh, that's exciting! So. That's cool, and yeah. a lot of the internet right now is kind of wondering: Well, if they keep if it becomes an ongoing thing, maybe are they going to be able to get Mark Hamill in? Can they bring in all these other? Uh, people, including Richard Mall and all mm-hmm. them, that come back and reprise their characters. So uh, the possibilities are endless with this. Uh, I'm I'm excited for it either way because um, I mean Kevin Conroy is my favorite Batman. I still think they should uh, hire him for the what the Cape Crusader that's coming out soon. Yeah, I'm I'm right along with you as far as his voice is concerned. He's the best. Yeah, and uh, uh, that kind of concludes our news for the, for the day. Are you ready to get into an a Christmas episode, Jimmy? Yeah, I'm ready to uh, to get into it. You need to get on your, your Christmas clothes right now. I've got my Batman Santa hat on, and we are about to explore the season with Christmas with the Joker, which aired for the first time November 13th of 1992. It's directed by Kent Butterworth and written by Eddie uh, Gordetsky, Sean Catherine Derrick, and, of course, Paul Denny. Uh, this is uh, Mark Hamill's favorite uh, episode of the series, actually. 
Really? That's interesting. Yeah. I think, I guess he, he didn't really say why he liked it, but I think yeah. it's probably, uh, for one, and I'll talk about this later, uh, like Joker's very zany in this episode. Like, he's very over the top, which I think is a good thing. Um, but I have a feeling it's just because it was so all over the place. And, of course, I mean, making a holiday special of it is kind of fun, too, in my opinion. So uh, broadcast standards and practices refused to approve the original script of this episode because uh, Joker, in the original script, the Joker kidnaps and takes hostage an entire family to uh, celebrate the holidays with, which kind of sounds like that what they did in the ref or something like that. It does. You know, that's interesting because there are multiple lines in this script where they where they specifically say the Joker has no family. Uh, Batman oh, says I bet it. that was still in Batman the, from the says original. It, and Joker says it, since they don't have a family. And it's funny that those lines are le- must have been left over from that other. Because there's it, no payoff for that, is yeah, there? And yeah, and that, that stuck out to me watching this. I was like, why is that mm-hmm. there? Why do they, they, they hit the point and they hit it again? Yeah. But it, ne- it never comes back to at the end. And yeah. we'll talk about that actually uh, brings a lot to me because I have issues with the ending of this episode. And that may be why, because we're missing. Some yeah, kind there's, of, there's definitely some missing. We're pieces. missing a hole in the and narrative here. There, I think. And and this episode went through a lot of a lot of changes. Yeah, uh, I can see that. The hostages were also originally supposed to have bombs strapped to them, like mm-hmm. in a stocking. Yeah. Which the censors were like, that's just too much for a kids like show. Um, something else that happened during the production, which is a little crazy, is the director. Uh, Kent Butterworth, which who we haven't seen do an episode yet, and we're never going to yeah, see him do I don't another know one. That name. We're not going to see him do another one because apparently he quit halfway through this episode. Oh, really? He, uh, he was offered uh, he was offered a contract to work for Universal, and this being one of the early episodes before they like were on TV and stuff. I, I think the contracts weren't they they didn't mm-hmm. have co- like full clad co- contracts, so he was just like, oh well. I'm, I got guarantees over here. I'm going to go to Universal and get paid. So he ends up leaving halfway through. And then Eric Eric Rendumski had to come in and kind of carry out everything else. Okay. That kind of makes sense so that, to me. That That's probably why there's a, an even bigger disconnect. But yeah, this is a, it's a fun episode. Uh, I hear we have some rhymes in store for today. Rhymes, you say? Today? No way. Oh, no. <laughs> that one's not even written. That's just free. Yeah, yeah. That's the rest you'll have to pay for. That's true. That's true. I think we're all about to. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Christmas with the Joker. Twas the night before Christmas. But meanwhile in Gotham, there's bad guys lamenting. Oh, damn. Almost got him. Hey. Nope. Not quite the proper picture of this episode. Let's try again. All the inmates in Arkham liked Christmas a lot. But the Joker who had his own corner cell block, did not. Brandon, that doesn't quite reach the decorum this intro needs. How about this? Gunshots from Joker and trench coats on Bullock. Exploding penguins and coin flips for good luck. Find me a word that does rhyme with warden. My friend has a cat named Commissioner Gordon. That worked. So ends the Susian part. Of the podcast, Brandon. Now back to your regularly scheduled synopsis. As Christmas has come to Arkham Asylum, and the series officially goes meta and has the Joker himself reference Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, right out the gate. Oh, yeah. And he keeps going with it, too, for a little bit. Yes, which saves me the trouble of having to do it, which is good. Less work for me, but more work for the janitorial staff at Arkham as Joker smashes through the ceiling and escapes on a rocket Christmas tree, as one does in a holiday episode. Yep. 
But that isn't even the weirdest thing to happen in the first minute of this episode, as we suddenly have to deal with Robin. Which makes sense, because you can't very well sing a song about Robin laying an egg and not have Robin in the episode. So what do they mean in that song about Robin laying an egg? Is he just... Because he's a person, well, he, he can't lay an egg. But Robin is a bird. But but Dick Grayson is not a bird. I know, but it's, I don't even know who... Where, what, are the, what are the origins of this song? Oh, of that, that version of the song. That's, that would have been a nice is? thing to like look up. It would have been. I The first time, I, it's on The Simpsons in 1990 for that first Christmas episode. Yeah. Bart sings it. But it was already a thing for yeah. years and years and years. So I don't really know what the, the backstory is. It's probably, there's no way of really knowing. Actually, there is a way of knowing. Hey, this is Jimmy. And I'm adding this part after we recorded because Brandon found this information from a Yahoo article. Uh, let me just read this to you. Based on some pretty convincing evidence, the Joker first got away to the jaunty tune of Jingle Bells shortly after the launch of the Adam West Batman series in September 1966. So it's a 66 reference, so take a shot. Uh, the show pulled such huge ratings that ABC aired two episodes a week. Uh, and uh, a deep dive investigation by the editor Robert Evans of Crack.com traces the provenance of Batman's Smells parody to Southern California, Jingers Bell, Jingle Bells was a perfect fit for Cape Crusader-obsessed kids, and the first version of Bat lyrics surfaced in the 1966 Christmas season. Uh, the author found anecdotes suggesting the song was decimated quickly uh, via the large number of military families that passed through Southern uh, California in the 1960s. Uh, so it looks like uh, through the uh, popular popularity of the 66 show around the Christmas season of that year, um, and everyone was singing Christmas carols and making up lyrics that uh, Jingle Bells, Batman Smells became a thing uh, that, of course, went into uh, to this day and, of course, into the 90s where Bart Simpson said it uh, and it cemented uh, that rhyme in the minds of myself as well as kids my age. Uh, so that's the backstory of Jingle Bells, Batman Smells. Uh, back to the podcast. Back to your regularly scheduled podcast. My phone just went off. Anyway, let's go back to what we recorded last week. And boy wonder does Robin show up and lay some eggs. This kid is already a nuisance cracking wise and making pop culture references, but in this case, it's a Capra film from 1946 and a reference to Scrooge. If this were made now, it would be references to Elf, Jingle All the Way, and maybe that Dirty Santa episode of The Office. Kids, I weep for your pop culture future. It's enough to scare the Dickens out of anyone. Oh, Dickens. <laughs> but I do love in that episode where Jim gets Pam the teapot and he puts his high school yearbook picture in the teapot and the fire sauce packet and puts it on just the back, but, Brandon. But he takes the letter I out. I know, Brandon. He takes we, the letter out and we never find out what's on Brandon, that letter. we have to move on. We have to move they, on. They go back to that in season nine, by the way. I'm I know you don't watch season nine. No, I, I'm aware that they they go back to that. And it's, it's beautiful. I love the teapot, but... I actually have that teapot. Do you? Well, I have, a, I, have a, I have a I have a replica. My, uh, my fiance got that for me last uh, year for Christmas, actually. I bought someone a teapot like that one, too, and they didn't appreciate it. Oh. Actually, I'm just being snippy. Robin is just fine as he tries to inject some Mary into Batman's holiday by suggesting they skip their nightly routine and just watch A Wonderful Life instead, which they eventually sit down to do in Bruce's screening room, only to tune in just in time to watch the Joker upstage Perry Como with his own Christmas special, Christmas with the Joker. Oh, don't you hate when they say the title of the episode in the episode, Brandon? <laughs> you can just, like, call it out, like, there it is! So the Joker is on every channel now. Wow, it's a wonderful life, and now the Clown Prince of Crime. They're just letting everything slip into the public domain, aren't they? Just like it's a wonderful life. It's actually no longer in the public domain. What? Uh, uh, who owns that, by the way? I couldn't find it on streaming the other day. Uh, well, because like, isn't it like NBC owns the exclusive rights to show it twice a year, or maybe? But it, uh, it's not on Peacock though either. I, I think that because they want to make it 
a thing. A, a event? Yeah, it's an event because Christmas Eve that they always play. It's a wonderful but, life. So but like TBS shows a Christmas story like 24 hours and it's on Max. Well, because I watched it the other day. Because years ago, It's a Wonderful Life was on all the time. Like yeah. that was the joke, and kind of this episode makes a joke of it too. Um, and in uh, it's home, in home Alone, it's on wherever they are. It's mm-hmm. always on because that was the joke at did, that time. Did you find it weird that Bruce had never seen him before? And he was so hesitant about it. I know. <laughs> it was a little like we get it. You're you're being broody, yeah, but this I'll, is a little weird. Like, that, it doesn't sound like a good time to me. I think. Come on, Bruce. I have questions about that, and we'll get to all right. We'll get to all some right. of the writing as far as Bruce and Batman is concerned. The Joker opens his show with exploding Santas, captured law enforcement individuals, and a ticking clock as the Joker says he'll kill a group of secondary characters, including the Kamish, if Bats and Robs don't find him by midnight. By the way, did you catch him uh, waving to uh, Charles Manson while he was escaping Arkham? You know, I saw there. I saw there were some characters that looked like they were meant to be people, and I wasn't sure who they Manson were. Manson was apparently one of them. Um, okay, I thought maybe they were writers. I don't know what Manson's doing in uh, Gotham, but... But that's certainly an interesting... Yeah, that's an interesting they could, take. They could take that anyway. Yeah. I didn't know of it, but it's all over the internet. I see. I yeah. see. But of course, the Joker begins creating diversions by blowing up the bridge and putting the train and its passengers in mortal danger. There's also a... a there's also a diversion on Mount Gotham featuring some Joker statues with machine gun fingers, uh, but Bats and Robs eventually find the Joker in a warehouse downtown. Incidentally, they drive past the theater playing It's a Wonderful Life. Ooh. Uh, it's truly it really was, is it showing was everywhere. playing everywhere at that time. What happens next is probably a scene in a video game or something as Batman and Robin fight giant toy soldiers to oh, the tune yeah, that was fun. of the dance of the Sugar Blum Fairy. Is that in a video game? Uh, is it, in the it, it might be a Super the, NES game. The, the old NES games have scenes, all of them, the levels are like scenes from the show. Yeah, I think so the, the Super it's, Nintendo. It's possible, ones. it's possible. Batman has this moment where he's hitting these flying Joker toys with a baseball bat, and I was about to write, uh, they don't call him Batman for nothing, and then Robin just up and says it! Yeah. Uh, first episode, we've seen him, and he's already out dad-joking me. He should be writing these uh-huh. synopses, not me. I'm surprised he didn't drop any holy jokes. Yeah, they didn't do that yet. Yeah, yeah. Low-hanging fruit, I guess. Well, as far as the ending we're about to see goes, it's Bats in Toyland. I'm calling that one before Robin does. Yeah. So fast forward to the ending, because I've got a few things to say about it later. Uh, But our secondary characters are rescued. Bruce and Dick end up watching It's a Wonderful Life, pausing every commercial break to show that Hershey uh, Hershey Kiss commercial. You know, the one where they show the bells ringing? They're playing the crap out of this year. Batman's like, holy shit, they still play this one? Like, way more than ever, they're playing that this year. That one, they always go back to. I see it in the break room at work every night. They always go back to it. It's a classic. That one and the the Eminem ones were, like... Santa comes in, and Eminem's like, oh. oh, you exist! Yes. Oh, you exist, and he passes out. Do they still play the Fruity Pebbles one? I don't believe so. Oh, what right. was that one? Uh, it's Ho, 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 I'm Ho, Ho, Hungry. No, no. no. Okay, they don't play that anymore. I've seen the the, the Campbell Soup one where the kid is a... Oh, a snowman. Is a snowman, then he just thaws out. That yeah. one I see occasionally, too. Well, Joker ends up in a straight jacket, which actually was the original ending to Miracle on 34th Street. Not a lot of people know that. Really? No, it's not. I'm just making that up. Oh. And just, <laughs> and just like It's a Wonderful Life, Batman learns no man is a failure who has friends, which Batman has, but still no parents. So fail! Oh, no. Too soon. And that is Christmas with the Joker. Are you? Uh, I believe you're a big uh, It's a Wonderful Life fan, aren't you? I do. I do. I, um, I came into loving that movie late in life. Um, I didn't grow up. Yeah, I didn't get into it until I was or, in my twenties. Loving that movie, 
Um, I didn't get into what Miracle on 34th Street till like last year. Oh, I've loved that forever. The original. Um, I hate that remake with uh, with Mar Wilson. That um, was the first one I ever saw. I, I hate that. I don't know if I ha- oh, I saw that one first. I didn't hate it. I just mm. thought it was kind of boring. But. Yeah, I because I, I just grew up with the other one, so I was yeah. like, I hate this. And John Hughes wrote that in a weekend. I mean, it's the same script, but. It's, I know it's just terrible. John Hughes also wrote uh, Home Alone in a weekend, the first one. He did. He had some luck with that one. But, yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that was classic. How long did it take to write Home Alone 2? Oh, like an I, hour? It, man, it, I'm, I'm going to watch. I'm watching that, I think, Christmas Eve night for the first time in over a decade. It's so. fine. I, I, watch the regu- I watch the first one pretty much every year now. I'm going to become a... Like, I was always a fan of it as a mm-hmm. kid, but I'm actually more of a fan of it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that John Williams score, I think, is one of his best, uh, like, non-Star Wars themes. It elevates what is just a little comedy to something so much mm-hmm. bigger than, than what it what it really is. It's, it's the key to that movie, I think. What is, uh, what's your favorite Christmas movie, Jimmy? Um, well, it's probably, it's probably America on 34th Street. Because um, I think it just embodies um, the spirit of, of Christmas, and you know, a little girl and a, a lady who don't believe in anything, and, and this guy kind of turns it around and and, and everything. Um, so that's probably my the one I, I go to. I mean, I have so many that Santa Claus the movie I love. The um, uh, oh, which one, John Lithgow one? The John Lithgow oh, one. I thought you were talking about Tim Allen when I watched that no. one recently. It it was. Watchable. I I tried to watch two last night. I got like really high, and watched two last night, and I was just bored with it. Yeah, those came out after I was Ugh. after I stopped liking yeah. anything. Um, but I do remember. I was still a kid when they came out. I watched part of the third one with Martin Short, and that's one that one's terrible. You saw that one? That one? I've never yeah. seen that one. That one. I watched awful. it on on regular TV a couple of years ago, and it was really terrible. But it was kind of funny to watch. I love Martin Short though. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah, yeah. They brought him in, and he injects some life. But it's just I don't know. It's very strange. It's very weird. Yeah, yeah. I did. You did your own take on It's a Wonderful Life years ago, didn't you? I did. I feel like I, I come back to that a lot. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Well, yeah. it's, it's it's. I love time travel, uh, and it's kind of a time travel story. And so is uh, Christmas Carol. Also, is a, a lot of those Christmas things involve a person going back and seeing mm-hmm. how. You know, yeah, kind of what might have been, things been different too. <laughs> yes, yes. Which is kind of fun. That's always a fun thing um, to see. So I I usually try and reference those kind of things and things I do. My favorite Christmas movie would probably be Elf. I watched that one last night. Mm-hmm. I, that's one that I watch every... That one and Home Alone, I think, are the two movies I watch every year, no mm-hmm. matter what. And then I just kind of watch a blanket of a bunch of different ones, good and bad. I watched... This is Batman, this is Batman and Adjacent here. I watched Jack Frost last week. Oh, my. Because I thought it was the horror movie that yeah. I watched with you, mm-hmm. where you have the snowman... Unfortunately, attacking a, a young lady in a Shen Elizabeth. Yeah, yes, with the where is the where does the uh, carrot nose go? I oh, don't know. Man, it's I. But I had HBO Max, and I thought that I thought it was that movie, and I turned it on, on and it's and it's <laughs> the first scene I see is Michael Keaton playing the uh, harmonica and singing songs about Frosty the Snowman. Apparently, his name is Jack Frost in the movie. And he has a band that only does Frosty songs, which feels like that would be a bad idea if you want to be in a band, you know, all year long. But why do they why do they tip the hat like that? Why do they it's have to go really bad. That far into it? Yeah, I, I think they just wanted the IP or something because yeah. they don't really go into. Oh, he's a snowman that's mm-hmm. also named Jack Frost. Yeah. You also have him 
when he comes back from the dead, I feel like nobody really freaks out about it, which is a little weird. And he ends up going to, uh, I think, like his kid's school or something. And everybody's just like, oh, it's just a snowman that's walking and talking. It's totally oh, normal. Of course. You know, Man, it happens but, every day. But I decided to just, you know, go ahead and watch the rest of it. It was definitely a chore. But yeah, uh, Elf, Elf would be my favorite one. I, I love the score to it. I love, I'm, I'm not one of those, though. Will Ferrell, like, lovers, I think he's okay. Yeah. I know a lot of people are turned off by Elf just because of him alone. But uh, no, he's great. He's in perfect in it. And Joey Deschanel time. is fantastic in it. Mm-hmm. And unrecognizable compared to today. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not used to her uh, being blonde without bangs, but she looks amazing. I like where she's singing in the shower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they do, they do Baby It's Cold Outside, yeah. which... I think that was the first time I ever heard the song "Baby It's Cold Outside." Why is she showering at the store? Yeah, I don't know why they have a, and then a buddy, shower at the department buddy walks store. In and they're, okay, and she's okay with him singing up until he gets like really loud during yeah. the chorus. What a weird little scene that was. Yeah, yeah, because, and also I think they were doing it at Gimbel's, and Gimbel's has been out of business since like the nineties. <laughs> Gimbal's also referenced. That's also a store in Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, really? I knew yeah. Ma- they, I knew it's they, about Macy's. They talk about Macy's all the time. That's yeah. that's my only complaint about Miracle on 34th Street is the fact that they bring up Macy's every like five minutes, I feel like, in that movie. Well, then it felt like because it was the 40s and it just felt oh, it, like, that it was was like a luxury part of store, too. But like once the remake comes around, it just becomes like ungodly. Like, you know, it's just everywhere. But do you have any favorite? Uh, what's your favorite? Uh, Christmas TV special. Rudolph. Rudolph. <laughs> I can't I find Rudolph. that streaming anywhere right now. It's... No, they also don't do that with that. They keep it special. Yeah. So that, uh, for me, it's Rudolph or it's... It, well, no, it's Charlie, it's Charlie Brown. It's Charlie, Charlie Brown's Christmas. Charlie Brown and Nick and Nick. But it's like, one of mine. Rudolph, I always related to Rudolph and Hermie and the Misfits. Mm-hmm. Like, I, growing up, I was like, that's me. So, like, I I, I don't know. It's always, always my favorite. Yeah, yeah my, mine would be either the Charlie Brown Christmas or... Uh, the Muppets Christmas, which you can find on uh, YouTube. It's the not on Christmas. It's not the uh, one that's on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. That one's from like 2007 or something like that. And speaking of uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, did you see the C- Charlie Brown Christmas tree in Christmas with the Joker? No. So apparently, you can see the Charlie Brown Christmas tree when uh, Joker is riding on the sleigh. It's apparently in the background somewhere. Oh, that's a nice little reference. So yes, uh, big fan, big fan of. Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, even though it gets really, really preachy at times, which I always forget about. Well, that was really important to him. Uh, Schultz, to Schultz, right? Because he said the network was like, we're not sure about this. And he's like, well, if we don't do it, who will? Uh, which I think that's a pretty cool answer yeah, for him. Yeah, that that's he cool. believed in it. And like, you go with it, man. When you watch it now, you're just like, yeah, man. Like, yeah, it's such a special part of it. You mm-hmm. know, I may not be, you know, but it, like, I still think it's cool that he had the balls to like do that. You know? The first play I was in, well, I think I was in like third or fourth grade was Charlie Brown Christmas at uh, my elementary school. And I was so bummed that I couldn't play Charlie Brown. I was deemed, uh, I, I did like background work and I was the in charge of the curtain. Oh, I was. I- thought it'd be fun if you were somebody i i wanted to be charlie brown but they picked this other kid because he uh, the other kid had a shaped head oh. and they were just like well he looked the part i thought i was hoping you'd be like Shermie or one of those other <laughs> little background characters or something. no unfortunately not they also they refused to have any of the kids dressed as 
uh, pig pen because they thought it would be offensive. Oh, really? Even back then? in the 90s. Yeah. In the 90s, that was a thing? Yeah, that was like oh, 94, wow. 95. I mean, he's just dirty. Yeah. You know. But I guess they think, oh, making fun of him because he's potentially poor, maybe. <laughs> all right now you've, you've swayed me i guess i can see it i was like dirty people have a union or whatever like okay so he might be poor i, yeah, I think it. that's why he's like kenny yeah yeah i don't yeah. even know south park but i know kenny's poor because you don't know them. you're not a south park person i'm not much a south park person i i, I when it came out i was like oh this is cool but after a while i was like i've had enough of this it's time to talk about this uh christmas with the joker um by the way this is the only episode where joker is not wearing this trademark purple suit that is true. Um, but we talked about the middle of the of the episode. We talked about the end of the episode. But tell me, Jimmy, how does Batman begin? Jimmy, at the beginning of every episode of Batman the Animated Series, there is a title card that shows not only what the name of the episode is, but it kind of gives you a hint of what it's going to be about because they have a drawing that's kind of like the cover of a Pulp Fiction novella. What did you think of the uh, What did you think of the title card of Christmas with the Joker? Uh, well, there's a little Joker, a little Joker face. What, what's going? On? What What is it? So like, he, he's. I think he's dressed like Santa, isn't he? And kind of okay, like looking back. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a creepy rendering of Joker in a Santa suit in the dark, but you can see his smile like clear as day. It's like it kind of reminds me of like a Mad Magazine drawing. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Or it kind of looks like. And then maybe this is what they're going for. It looks like like a like Rankin Bass animation. Oh yeah, yeah uh, which they did a lot of the Christmas things. So maybe that's what they're referencing. I don't know. Possible. That's what that's what the the Joker face reminds me of. What did uh, did you like? What you saw? Yeah, I I like it. Um, I mean, it's definitely delightfully creepy. Yeah, it's it's creepy and it's kind of dark. The episode kind of isn't. Yeah, the episode's more zany. Than yeah, I it's think very than zany like and like you know. So stay tuned for more. You know, it has more of that, but it has a different feeling than the actual episode, and I kind of, kind of dig it because of that. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I really liked it. This is another. I feel like most of these Joker episodes have like really great title cards, and this is another one of the those examples, in my opinion. So, Jimmy, holy speech bubble, Batman. <laughs> Jimmy, what was your favorite quote from Christmas with the Joker? Um, so the Joker uh, references, uh, he makes a Hallmark reference. Yeah. And he says, uh, when you care enough to send the very blast. That's my favorite line. Oh, nice. My favorite one is an exchange between, uh, uh, actually, Bruce is talking to Robin, but Joker pops up at the end of this uh, line. Bruce goes, we have to find the Joker. And then Joker, out of nowhere, comes out, I'll save you the trouble. <laughs> it's like, like, oh, on cue and everything. Mm -hmm. Mark Hamill, once again, kills this episode. Which reminds me, wait till they get a load of me. Wing freak terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> Jimmy, wait till they get a load of me. Who is your favorite character in Christmas with the Joker? I have a feeling I know who. Maybe you don't. Oh, it's an, a different one. I think I'm I'm doing a lot of steering with these. Okay, and you can steer. Um, I don't know if maybe this one ties into um who my because this is my least favorite. This is my favorite character. Favorite, favorite. Uh, and then of course we'll do the Condiment King, and I, these two are sort of connected in a way. Okay, give give me both. Uh, wait till they get a load of me and the Condiment King Award. Um. Well, and here's the music <laughs> in a weird place. 
So, despite stealing my dad jokes, I'm going to say Robin. Your favorite? Or yeah, your Robin's favorite my favorite is... character. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you want to know why? Why is Robin your favorite character? Because my least favorite character in this episode is Batman. Really? Yes. Why is that? I don't like the way he's written in this episode. Remember, um, this was the second episode that I, they did, I, I so know. they're probably this, still filling it out. Feels but, okay. like, this feels like, I, I, I could picture Will Arnett doing Batman in this episode. Um, because all the dialogue is very like it's either oh yeah it, kinda, it's very like Joker said like, I'll get the I'll get you Joker or yeah. it's like I'm I'm sad yeah I, I'm I'm sad uh, uh, his stuff with his wonderful life which like bothered me it's He's a little like, oh, that sounds like a horrible time it feels like it was my written, parents are dead yeah it feels like it's written now yeah and it doesn't it feels meta in a way it, that the show it, hasn't it, been up until now it feels more like a caricature. Yeah, it feels like what we the know actual character. in 2021, what we talk about is bad. Like, it feels like a Lego sort of take yeah, yeah, on I, it. Um, I can get behind that. And I think I like Robin because Robin is not like that. He's just like, come on, Batman. Let's, you know, let's, let's watch Wonderful Life. And it's it's more like, I, I, I think it's just that dichotomy. Like, Robin is, um, is kind of saving it for me. Um, because Batman is so Batman. He's just too Batman in this episode for me. I guess that's, which a, I guess that's what it is. Which a lot of people say that's the true purpose of him having a Robin. And like I said, we'll get into this more uh, on the next episode, but Robin is really there to kind of keep him grounded and yes. keep him kind of off, keep him there to keep him away from the edge, if, if that makes sense. And I didn't want to say my favorite character was Joker. I wonder what you're going to say. Oh, my favorite character's Joker. Okay, see, I didn't want to say that yeah. because I was like, he Brandon might say it, and I'm like, in some just, ways, it's like, duh. But I just thought he was just so over the top, and I just thought he delivered like he always does. I mean, really. I like the stuff with the puppets. Um, mm-hmm. We'll talk more about yeah, yeah, the puppets. There, there are some things with the with the with the TV broadcast. I wish were a little zippier, a, a, a little more. I yeah. wish they were more like. We'll talk about some moments I really love, which I wish they were. I wish they were bigger. Yeah. Um, but what is your condiment king? Is it Robin? It's that Robin. Was, oh my God. We, and it was one out. of those things. That, it was kind of a weak reasoning. It was just, there's not a lot of characters in this episode. Yeah. And, and I thought Robin was fine. I just felt like if you took Robin out of the episode. Okay. See, I don't think Robin should be in this episode. That, I, I feel like he's obsolete in this episode. I don't think he should be. But yeah. like, but and that's but, why I picked him. But the way they wrote Batman, he has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because somebody has to yeah. be the voice, the reason of, come on, Batman. Yeah. Um, but I would have rather the writing been different. Um, I don't know. It just, it, it I, maybe it's because we watch these episodes every other week and like this feels different. Like, yeah. It, it feels like this is written differently than Batman has been. Like, mm-hmm. you know, in Heart of Ice, mm-hmm. Batman's not going to be like, I'm sad and I'm yeah. an owner. And I'm, it, 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 did, I say, did, I, did I call it Heart of you, you, you said the right I name this say time. I wrong. I'm you sorry. say Heart of Glass usually. Oh, I'm sorry. I messed but it you, up. But you had it right this time. I wanted to be wrong though all the time. Uh-oh. I may do an edit. Uh, when we're watching Heart of Glass, uh, <laughs> um, just, shaking it, my head. It's, it's a different kind of writing. It's just different, it seems to me. I don't know. And also the fact that we were watching this right after Two Face, I think that should yes. help things too. This feels like I love Two Face, and this feels like an episode that would be on the Saturday morning version of the Batman the Animated Series, as opposed to the ones we're watching in syndication that are a little more sophisticated. Not that there's not a great stuff. This is I know why this is a, a well loved episode because it's the Joker Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe they still show it to this day on Fox Kids. Yes, every yes, I, I December. can see why. I can see why. Yeah. Uh, so you t- told me you had a lot of like favorite moments in this particular episode. So why don't we just go ahead and say, let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. 
Let's get nuts. Jimmy, let's get nuts. What are your favorite moments from Christmas with the Joker? I'm sure as a kid, like the fact that Joker talks directly to camera and throws it to commercial. But first, a word from our sponsor. And then they go to commercial and show like the Fox 41 Kids Club. That was really cool to me. I, I got that in one of my favorite moments as well. I really liked I really liked that. But I wish there was more of it. Okay. I wish there was more of that kind of stuff. Um, but Joker Robots was really cool. Joker Robots are great. Yeah. Joker has two goons named what are they? Is it Donner and Blitzen? Oh, I didn't. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, actually. I thought that was it was really cool. That's fun. And the, everything at the ending there, the bats and Toyland stuff, them fighting the the toys and stuff was really cool. Yeah, I, I love the uh, tr- the tree rocket breakout. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yep, that was fun. I I love during the special that he has a cardboard cutout of like all of the oh, Batman yeah, yeah, animated yeah. series really cast. Cool. Which was Alfred even in there? I don't remember. I know Alfred they was there. I know they had like all the cops and stuff That'd in there. Weird if Alfred was, was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I love the whole uh, Christmas special gimmick that Joker was doing. Uh, the the commercial break part I thought was just fun and meta and just like added to the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Joker in the bunkers uh, in the the while he's doing the uh, hand puppets. There's a lot of fun. Him, yeah. uh, Batman getting pie-faced. There's just a lot of silly shit going on, and I just really, really dug that. But, Jimmy, there's some, t- there's some moments we don't dig as much, and we <laughs> call them our Martha moments. Why did you say that name? Martha, why did you say that name? Uh, stop! Please, stop! Why did you say that name? It's his mother's name. <laughs> Jimmy, what is your Martha moment of Christmas with the Joker? I think now that I know that there was, because those lines about family, yeah, kind of like something needed to happen at the end because I don't like the ending. I think the ending feels stagey. Mm-hmm. Um, when when Joker throws Batman that present, I thought that was going to be a thing. Like oh, it, yeah. It seemed wasn't, like it should have been a thing, but he got a And it might have been in the original. It might have been. He just got a pie in the face. Like it wasn't even like the most Jokery thing it could have been. Yeah. It was just a simple pie in the face. And something about it just, and then Joker says bah humbug. It just felt a little like, like, okay, well, we got two minutes left in this episode. We got to just punch it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just felt stagey and quick and like, okay, well, now it's over. Um, I don't know. I just don't like the way the simpleness of the ending plays out. I wish there was more. Yeah. And I think it, it, it all hinges when he gets the, he throws Batman the present. And I'm like, what is this going to be? Like a picture of his dead parent? But what's it going to be? Like, it's just nothing. I'm and it's just a pie. Like, do you think this episode would have worked better as a two-part episode? So they could have um, gone more into the specials, perhaps. Maybe, but like since it's it's parroting a half-hour Joker Christmas, I think it just it should just be the regular 30-minute episode. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just something about, and I like the episode in general, and some of the stuff about Batman, I, don't, I think is a little on the nose. Um, I just think the ending is a little bleh to me. Ah, okay. My Martha moments are, um, they're not too many, but I've got a few here. Joker seems really off model to me in this one. Mm-hmm. He looked like he had a bit of a beer gut for much of the episode, I thought. Maybe it's just that sweater. He's it, it might be the sweaters. Yeah. But my my biggest complaint about the episode is how they figured out where the Joker's hideout was. Because it had to do something with oh, a the doll. doll. Yeah, I didn't And that doll's only been made in one place. Yeah. 
It's got to be the Laughing Company, and then you look at the Laughing Company. You're like, that should have been your of first. Of course, place. that's where that should have been was. your first place to, cho- to choose. It's got a big, creepy, like doll face or whatever on the on the the front of the building, and it's abandoned. That that's like the ultimate Joker hangout. I like that they drive the Batmobile just through a wall and just drive like a mile into the building and then stop and get yeah, out. He I doesn't. He doesn't really give. Cool. Yeah. Doesn't give a crap there. Yeah. So. Jimmy, um, what did you think of this holiday episode? Um, every episode, Jimmy gives the, each episode a different type of rating system. Always, one is always we didn't really care for it that much, and five is that we absolutely loved it. What are we grading it based on this time? Okay, uh, I, I sort of underplayed this earlier because I, I didn't want to say the full line, but now I'm going to say... Uh, we're going five out of five head-bobbing Joker robots with machine gun fingers. Uh, I love the head-bobbing Joker robots with machine gun fingers. I referenced it earlier, but I, 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 I couldn't really go into it because otherwise I would spoil how we're grading the episode. But I really love those head-bobbing Joker robots with machine gun fingers. <laughs> so we're going five out of five, whatever, whatever you go as far as the that's what we're that's our grading system. So how many do you give it? And again, I don't know because like, like I said last time, I don't come up with it until I sit here and then I think about what I said, and then I give it, I give it a review, or I give it my number. Um, so, um, I had some quabbles with this episode. Is that a word? Quabbles, quabbles, quibbles, works. quabbles, quibbles, quibbles, quabbles. Um, but, but they don't quabble no more. But this episode, but this episode is Christmas with the Joker, um, and it's you just say the Christmas with the Joker. You're like, oh, yeah, that one episode. Yeah, you know, everybody knows that episode. So if it's you're like into the show. it's a classic episode. It is. Watching it again, I had some issues with the writing of Batman. I was like, I didn't think much. it was. I will go ahead and say I did not think it was as good as I remembered it. Yeah, but it's still this. It's episode. still it's still like it's still classic. But I remember I, I used to like it a lot more. I'm going to give it because I think this still puts it in the. Uh, I still I'm still giving it a pretty good grade. I'm going to give it, I am going to give it, hold on, I'm going to give it three. Okay, that's good. Uh, Three out of five head-bobbing Joker robots with machine gun fingers. I am going to give it a a 3.5 out of five uh, head-bobbing robots with machine gun fingers. (laughs) It's good. It, it's still a good episode. Yeah. Um, it's still a classic. Joker is firing on all, all cylinders, um, but overall, it did leave me a little not not totally satisfied. I guess you could say. Okay, fine. Harley's not in it, so there you go. That's why I didn't give it a three and a half or four. You, is that what you wanted the whole time? All right, I wanted Harley. Okay, there's no Harley. So. I think Harley would have been fun in this one, I but this is before she was created. Wonderful in this. It's before she was created, though, unfortunately. What if her hyenas were dressed as reindeer? What if they were? I think they have been in. Would have been a four. <laughs> oh, I think there actually is a maquette of that. I yeah, I'm referencing that maquette. But yeah, needed more Harley. Would have been a four, maybe four and a half, but it's a three. It's fine. It happens. It, it happens. happens. But yeah, overall, I think it's a good. I wish they would have done more Christmas episodes, though. I wish there was, like, more to kind of, like, look at. But, like I said, I believe they only did one in Batman the Anime Series and one in the yeah. new Batman Adventures, which that one is not one of my favorites. It's... Could have done one with um, Mr. Freeze. As I was watching this at the beginning, you know, where Batman and Robin are going through Gotham, I, I, I couldn't help but think of, uh, where's Shrek's? 
is yeah. uh, Shrek's department store there. I was having since Batman Returns is a Christmas movie. Yeah. I was thinking about that as well. So. That uh, this is kind of a very light spoiler, but they actually mentioned mentioned Shrek's in a Batman '89, the uh, issue I just dropped off. Oh, pretty cool. So there's a little bit more uh, mention of Batman Returns there. Speaking of the Batman movies, by the way, this is something I should have brought up earlier, but I didn't write it down, so I totally forgot about it. Something cool happened in the Batman comics uh, the, the past week or two. A uh, character that you are familiar with has shown up, and it's apparently going to play a bigger part in the Batman mythos starting in 2022. Uh, Dr. Chase Meridian has come to the what? comics to create, and what? she has decided that so for the past year, Arkham, Asi Arkham Asylum got destroyed or uh -huh. something like that. And Chase Meridian's come back as she wants to open a new version of Arkham Asylum, but mm. wants it to be more of a place that helps people and not a like an insane asylum type place. More of a once more of an a uh, mental health institution. So, but yeah, Chase Meridian. I remember when she popped up, I was like, I know that name. I know that name. And then it's just like, oh, that's Nicole Kidman, isn't it? But yeah, she is now a part of the... I don't know. She might have been a part of the comic books beforehand. But if she was, she had no big part at all. Well, that is really cool. I actually have behind our little screen here, I have Chase Meridian on my desktop. So I'm That's okay. actually how I remember it. I saw her forehead there. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's pretty cool pretty cool man so is 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 batman forever part of the uh continuity or yeah yeah okay remember cool. uh, catwoman's been in a oh, few yeah, of the right, issues right, right, too right, right. That's cool. That's she has cool. a different outfit but yeah they yeah. Uh, this issue kind of confirmed that that movie definitely definitely happened oh awesome i know you don't really consider batman returned a your traditional christmas movie of sorts but i still think it definitely it's christmas e <laughs> sure you can watch it mm-hmm but you can also watch it in May when it came out. <laughs> yeah. I still can't believe it came out in May. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So any big holiday plans this year for Jimmy? Um, Holiday plans. You know, I just do what I do and, uh, you know, gather with uh, friends and family and uh, just be – actually, I was going to say be thankful, but that's Thanksgiving. That is Thanksgiving. Uh, I just want things. Um, so people tend to give me things around uh, Christmas. So What's on your list this year of things you want? Uh, well, I want uh, I've got a the Simpsons arcade uh, arcade one up that's heading my way. I already got the the Home Alone Lego set. So I guess really that one up is the which you need to finish thing. making. Yes, I need to get back to that to have that done by Christmas Eve, and I think I will be. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. that's a pretty cool set there. Um. Another question. What is your favorite Christmas song? I feel like we're doing another another show now. <laughs> uh, my favorite Christmas song. Um, heck. I don't know if it's my favorite, but uh, it's... it's it, uh, I would say uh, Baby... Baby... Please, uh, I don't know if it's my favorite, but I would say Baby Please Come Home by Darling Love because Ooh, it starts... That's a good one. It starts Gremlins, and when I hear yeah. it at Christmas, I think... Gremlins, because it's in Gremlins. So that is my second favorite Darlene Love fan love song. Do you, what is the first one? The one from Home Alone. I love. Yeah. Uh, no, what is it? Nobody ought to be no, uh, no, alone, alone for, for alone yeah. for Christmas. Home Alone yeah. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Home Alone Two. Yeah. Yeah. I love that song. Did she do the one from Christmas Vacation? That's not her doing. Christmas uh no. Vacation. That's not Darlene. I don't think so. I okay. don't think so. 
Okay. You're a big Christmas Vacation fan too, aren't you? I do. I don't like the opening with the animation. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, it just seems weird. I, yeah, I watched it, I think, two years ago the first time in forever. Mm -hmm. it, it still holds up pretty well. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Well, Jimmy, as Kevin Conroy alluded to earlier, we have finished our first full year of podcasting. Well, like calendar year. We're still... I don't know when our first anniversary is. But it's been a lot of fun. Is there any goals you have for our podcast in 2022? Uh, well, next year we're going to probably right out the gate. We may have some a guest. Yeah, we we're thinking of like multiple guests uh, coming into throughout the year. Have some two. multiple guests. Uh, we've done uh, you know pretty much a year of the two of us, so we're going to bring in some other people and uh, just keep doing what we do and talk about the thing uh, show that we love. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna still stay in order for the most part, but we might jump around here and there, kind of like we what we did today. Definitely want us to get into Riddler sometime around March, for sure. Uh, maybe do uh, maybe do an episode or two that doesn't involve watching the show because I know I have a buddy that really wants to talk the uh, video games, which oh. I think that would be fun. Uh, you could always talk about toys mm -hmm. on one. Uh, I hear oh, you're an expert in that field. I know a few things, but yeah, we got some good things coming in 2022. Uh, if you haven't already, go ahead and like our Facebook page. Uh, subscribe to a to. IEP Films on YouTube, where you can listen to our podcasts. Of course, you can uh, listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Uh, if you want to, go ahead and uh, give us five stars. Um, we would really appreciate that. Uh, Jimmy, you have anything you would like to say before we get going? Uh, come what may. Merry Christmas, everyone out there. And have a happy new year. And uh, goodwill toward men. And Batman. And women. And Batwomen. That was from Batman Returns. Oh, that was. <laughs> that's a button. <laughs> if there ever was one. There's, that's that. Thank you for listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. 